Welcome back to the Neutral Zone. This is Tyler Stevens, and I am your host. Alongside of me is my co-host, Mason Malik. Today we are here to discuss the one-in-one Chicago Bears, who are led by new starting quarterback, Justin Fields. So what better way to kick off this episode than to talk about Andy Dalton? Just kidding. Let's hop into Fields. What did, what did you see on Sunday from Justin Fields in an expanded look at the young quarterback? Well, at first... I had I just had a feeling Andy Dalton was gonna get hurt at some point, like at the beginning. I just had like a weird feeling, but besides that, I think it was there was a, there was good, a lot of good, and there was there was definitely some bad in there. I mean, in terms of the mechanics, I thought that uh, it, it was just inconsistent. Um, couple heel clicks, uh, for the most part, his um. His base was pretty good, but yeah, like just a couple heel clicks. Things were just a little bit off, an extra hitch or two in the pocket when he didn't need it. There was one where he like moved into a defender when he was drifting out of the pocket and he moved right into a defender instead of just stepping up in the pocket. And then some of the throws were just a little bit off while still catchable. Like one, uh, Mooney had two balls hit his hands. I think Mooney would tell you that those balls are definitely catchable whether by diving out for him or by any means necessary, really. So, yeah, but his teammates also did let him down. Obviously, Allen Robinson had that dropped touchdown pass, which I thought it was a dime. It's up for interpretation. Uh, he had a touchdown run that should have been a walk-in on, like, a read option where Jimmy Graham just it was one-on-one. He just whiffed on a block like he usually does. Pretty useless out there. That Yeah, that'll happen. And – Obviously, the interception was, uh, I think it was a learning moment for him. I think the defense kind of baited him into that throw. Um, with, I think they rushed seven and then pulled the linebacker back out to the side of where the hot read was. So it, I feel like they definitely baited him into that throw, and a lot of quarterbacks are going to make that mistake. But uh, going into next week, I think he's going to clean a lot of this little stuff up, and I think he's going to look pretty solid. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, so I'm not not being a Bears fan kind of made me not buy into the extremely high expectations from the start because I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I, I've been saying that there's no guarantee Justin Fields is going to come in here and be the, the offense will be better than it was with Dalton. It's likely going to take a little time for Justin Fields to kind of get going, and I think Sunday was a good example of that. No, I don't think he was particularly good in that game but that's okay that's not that's not a bad thing look at these other rookie quarterbacks how much they're struggling it takes a little time to get going and a lot I feel like a lot of people expected him to come in here and just light it up from from day one and that just that was never going to happen um you did see some good things but like you said you did see some bad and we're going to see a lot more of him on Sunday because he's starting but before we get too much into this upcoming game on Sunday, let's talk more about the offense that we saw in this past game. Yeah, I, I think the offensive line as a whole has looked a lot better than the media and everyone was depicting it to be. Everyone was thinking it was going to be a bottom three, bottom five offensive line. I did. 
Yeah, a lot of people did, and they haven't really been playing in that category. I mean, they ha- it's not been a total strength of the team, don't get me wrong, but they, they've they been hanging in there, and they've been giving whoever's in there enough time, and they've been opening enough holes to be do what they got to do. So I think that that's one positive so far. I think the tackles have really been better than the interior. Surprisingly, it was supposed to be the opposite, but – yeah, and um, Montgomery's looked amazing. Um, it, it wasn't the Bengals' defensive line was pretty good in this game, so there was nothing really um, serious other than that. He had a long pass where he juked out the defender, but it got called back. And other than that, yeah, the just the drop balls and because Fields came in unexpectedly, and I just feel like things just weren't without the practice reps with each other. It feels it hasn't really been thrown to the one, so everything hasn't really clicked yet. But, yeah, what were your thoughts on the offense? Yeah, yeah, I had a similar similar feel. I kind of expected the Bears to run the ball a little better than they did against the Bengals, but it wasn't bad by any means. And Montgomery did have some nice plays in there, that's for sure. Um, I thought – I thought Andy Dalton was clicking really well with the offense until he went out with an injury. I mean, as well as you can click, I guess, with this Bears offense because we haven't seen too much of it over the past few years. But, yeah, I think the offense has an opportunity to really kind of get things going here in the next week or two. So it's going to be really interesting to see how how different it looks with Fields in there instead of Dalton. Uh, The defense – Defense, it's fair to say it was much improved over week one. And I, I have a feeling you're pretty excited with what we saw from the Bears' defense this past Sunday. Yeah, and I, I was talking about it the whole week. I said, listen, this defense has a lot of talent on it. Sean Desai, we talked about the defensive coordinators, how they need time. This week one, like, let's relax. I thought they were going to bounce back. But they bounced back even more than I expected. Uh, a lot of people were saying it looked like 2018. And in terms of the turnovers, it kind of did. And I'm not saying this is going to be the 2018 defense going forward. But four takeaways, and there was like, what was it? He threw three back-to-back-to-back interceptions or something. It was just crazy. And the defensive line and linebackers have been in that game were basically amazing. Um, but we got to talk about Jalen Johnson. I mean, this, he's PFF's Defensive Player of the Week, I believe, an interception. Yeah, he allowed two receptions for nine yards on seven targets. And I know you've been saying that this defense could be tapering off with the aid, but if you keep finding young studs, I mean, I'm not going to – it has only been two weeks. Don't get me wrong, but if, if what we're seeing off of two weeks continues, having guys like Roquan and Jalen and continuing to find these young guys – the defense might not taper off. So, yeah, that that that's fair. But I do think you're not gonna like this comment. I do think this performance is a little bit of fool's gold. I think the Bengals have all kinds of issues with their with their staff, with their offensive line, and their play calling. I think it's just an absolute dumpster fire. But at the end of the day, they do still have some weapons on that offense, and I can't take anything away from guys like. Roquan and Jalen Johnson because they played great games but I am intrigued to see how they look going up against the Browns this weekend you could say it's fool's gold but one of the main reasons for success so far has been the run defense and 
We haven't even had Eddie Goldman. We're getting Eddie Goldman back this week and Mario Edwards. They've allowed 3.3 yards per carry, which is fifth without their best nose tackle. I don't know. You also got to give Sean Desai credit for bouncing back. I think what he's doing, um, disguising the coverages, um, running stunts and twists to scheme pressure with Mack and Quinn. He even put Mack at inside linebacker at one of the plays and rushed him from the inside linebacker spot. This is a lot of the stuff that I saw that uh, Pagano wasn't doing, and it's just uh, kind of a breath of fresh air to see what he's doing out there. So while we're on the topic of the defense, their face field in the Browns this weekend, What what what's the game plan there? How are they going to stop that offense? Because they got a lot of talent out there. I mean, the whole game plan's got to be you got to stop their run game. I mean, if you stop their run game, I don't. In my opinion, they're not as good of a team. I mean, that's that's they're pretty much their bread and butter. I mean, their offensive line is very good. However, they do have some injuries. It looks like two of their starting offensive linemen are do not participants this week. So, yeah, I think you just gotta you gotta do everything you can to shut down the run, and especially with the inconsistencies at wide receiver with uh, Landry being out and Odell Beckham. Well, he looks like he's going to start, but he still hasn't had any type of game time. He's not just going to go in there and have 200 yards. Baker also had an injured shoulder as well. So, yeah, that's got to be the number one is stopping the run. Yeah, absolutely. This this Browns team is very talented, but like you're saying, it is also banged up. Could be a nice break for the Bears if a few of their offensive linemen are out of the game. But, yeah, it will come down to stopping Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and that, and that running game because that, that's how they score their points. That's how they want to run their offense. And you were saying the Bears' run defense has been very good. This will be a nice test for them, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, the Bears' offense going up against the Browns, are, are you feeling better now that Fields is in there or are you a little nervous that he his first start is up against – a pretty good team in the Browns. Well, everyone's saying this Cleveland defense is so amazing, but they're 25, 25th in uh, defense DVOA. Uh, Texans made them look uh, vulnerable out there last week. I mean, obviously I feel better that Fields is playing. He's going to work through his kinks and get more reps. And You just can't help what they're going to do with the RPOs and the run and let him run outside the pocket. I just I, – I think the Bears are going to win this week. I really do. And I think that plus seven line is a little bit obnoxious. What do you think about the line? Well, I noticed it was – I was seeing seven and a half and eight earlier in the so week. it's going ever down since, with fields, yeah. It's going down with fields. And, and I don't even know if it technically should be, but I I don't know. I think I think the number of seven, I, I think that feels about right to me. Really? I think it should be more along like four or five. I think seven is a little bit much. I mean, maybe if you consider some of the, some of the injuries and guys out that the Browns have, then maybe I could see where you're coming from. But I just think this Browns team is super talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think it is a huge test for the Bears. They didn't look that great last week at all. <laughs> you're right. They didn't. They didn't. That is fair to say. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be a test. Um, I'm really interested. Obviously, this is one of the most hyped games 
in probably a while because with Field starting, especially in his uh, home state of – not his home state, but where he played school at Ohio State. Going back to Ohio for his first start. It's going to be an interesting one. But, yeah, I, I think the Bears are going to pull it out. If the defense plays anything like it did against the Bengals, I think they're going to come out with the win. All right, so I guess while we're talking about this, we could hop into some score predictions. Do you have a score prediction for us? Hmm. This is a tough. Pro- a Bears, you get a laugh. Uh, going for it. 27, Bears 27, Browns 20. Seven-point win. Screw the spread. Reverse it. That That's really weird because this, this is two weeks in a row where we almost have the same exact score now. And it makes me want to change it. Actually, but I accept the difference. It's reversed. Yeah, Browns 27. Uh, so I have Browns 28, Bears 20. Wow. So I do have the Browns covering. Interesting. But the Bears will have a chance to win this game. We've been saying the Browns have not looked all that good this year. So this is an opportunity to get a get a nice upset win on the road. And they'd if they won this game their momentum would just be through the roof with fields and yeah, it would, it would be, it would be great for him as well. I mean, if the bears win this game, the media is going to go crazy, especially if fields looks good and say so two, three touchdowns and there's win. People will lose their People minds. are going to lose their minds. And, and not only that, but going two and one, you have the lions next week. So you have a really good shot at going three and one. It depends on what the Raiders would be after the lines. It depends on how what your feelings are of the Raiders. You have a chance to go four and one because I think the Raiders right. are going to taper down. You're, get, you're getting. I'm a saying if they win, stuff. if they win, they're going to obviously be showing some decent spots on this team. So we'll see. It'll definitely be a tough test, but I'm pulling out the Kool Aid, and I think the Bears get it done. So. With the whole Fields and Andy Dalton situation, it sounds like Matt Nagy doesn't know what he wants to do going forward with them. So, well, what's the deal? Do you have any like information on like what the plan is long term? Is it Fields' job now, or is it Fields' job for the whole season? I think because everybody's shitting on Nagy for what he's saying. Uh, he goes out. He, I don't know if you heard what happened with the press conference, like. Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yeah, he he had a, like a PR person come out and say like, "Oh, yeah, Dalton's a starter if uh, healthy." After pretty much telling off one of the reporters, I think it was Brad Biggs. I'm not sure, but um, it just seems like a perfect opportunity for them in case Fields looks bad that they could go back to Andy Dalton and technically not bench Fields because it wouldn't be a bench if. If he's still your number one, Andy Dalton, and he's suddenly healthy and Fields looks bad, it's not like a whole media storm. Okay, like, I, oh, I, they're benching I, Fields like they did with Tua, like in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of see that. I didn't really think of it that way. It's almost strategic in a way. If they go with that, it's probably not a bad idea. But they are getting absolutely roasted because, I mean, Maggie just. It seems like he's getting eaten alive in press conferences. Is that is that fair? Like he's stumbling on his words. He's not <laughs> I yeah. I don't even know what to say at this point. I don't know how you could be so bad as an NFL head coach in press conferences. It's it's this situation I mean, being a head coach is not easy. Getting up there answering oh, tough no. questions every day, it's it's a hard job. 
But some of the things that he says, it can be easily avoided by just simply avoiding the question. You know, if you, you get asked about the two quarterbacks, you say, you know, I'm, I'm not getting into that next question. That's all you have to do. And then he kind of just backs up and eats his words and says the wrong things. But it's just, just say, just be straight up with them, man. I mean, I don't know, but it is a tough job, and I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the things he said, especially. With how they're saying with Dalton that he's the starter when healthy, I think it's pretty pointless to say. But they're going to do what they got to do. And if Justin Fields, even if they're losing games and he's looking de- like decent, I think they're not going to look back to Dalton, to be honest. But yeah, th- that's the thing. If Fields looks good, none of this even matters because honestly, Nagy's not going anywhere. Anyone on the staff's not going anywhere. And yeah. So think, at, at that point, it doesn't matter. But the only it, way Fields him... is getting out, and we're technically not benched or benched, it depends on like what I said. Is he if is, he, if he, he looks is. like Zach Wilson, if he throw like four interceptions and he looks super uncomfortable in the pocket, which he didn't look super uncomfortable in, in that little in that short span that he was in. I think as long as he plays pretty decent he can make mistakes here and there but not throwing four interceptions it's his job for the rest of the, for the rest of the year and going forward i think well that's the thing too is i don't think he's gonna be put in a position where he could have a zach wilson type performance where he's throwing four interceptions everyone was tearing up Nagy for that press conference on where he said he doesn't doesn't want him to do too much i think that actually makes a lot of sense for once because you don't want to put him in a spot where he has to make all these great plays. You want to keep it simple and have him just be the bus driver and get comfortable running the offense. So I, I don't see that kind of performance happening at all. What about you? There there was a little um, nugget that I, I took from one of his conferences. Um, he's talking about uh, how Justin Fields, uh, like the things that he likes to do and, you know, communicating with him on things that he likes and it, it, there was kind of a narrative that Nagy doesn't, you know, fit the offense to his players' strengths, and just what he was, how he was wording it and talking about it. It seemed like the opposite. It seems like he's gonna run plays that Fields like to do in college and plays that he's comfortable with. So we'll see if he actually follows through with it on game day. But what I, I was actually kind of surprised, considering the narrative out there on that. Yeah, what's funny is last week I was talking about how. It feels like we talk about Matt Nagy every single week, and here we are again on like a in a four four, four or five minute wormhole talking about uh, Matt Nagy. But it's relevant this week. I mean, I feel like it usually is. But do we have anything else we want to discuss before we get too far gone in the Nagy talk? Um, why did they bring Jimmy Graham back and? restructure his contract if he's gonna not play and when he does play looks like shit that's that's about it yeah well i mean i said i don't know why the bears signed him in the first place he just doesn't have it anymore clearly and i yeah it 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 boggles my mind that he's even on this roster and what 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 is what does he offer to this team his height that's really it Experience he doesn't really get open. Or... You just gotta toss it up to him and hope he goes and gets it. But he and doesn't, he doesn't really have the best though. hands anymore. So it's like he had a couple of nice catches last year. That one-handed touchdown was pretty he nice. He did. But... He did. But he's definitely not 
Other than the red zone, receiver. just tossing it up to him, not really much else at this point. Yeah, that that just blows my mind. But I, I guess this is a good place to wrap it up. You know, when we start talking about Jimmy Graham, things are going to get derailed quickly. So I guess that will do it for today, and we'll be back to, to discuss how the Bears looked against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. 